AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Broadcasting live from Los Angeles, it's the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by James McDonald's, Reggie Wright Jr., and Alex Alonzo on the Digital Soapbox Network. Digital Soapbox Network. What's up, everybody out there in Gangster Chronicle world? This is James McDonald coming at you. Finally, about time. I've been waiting on this for a long time with another show, The Gangster Chronicles. What number is this, Norm? I think number 51. Man, I got this guy we're going to bring on named JoJo out of Chicago. Man, let's get the show started. Glad to be back with Gangster Chronicles and my family. How y'all doing out there? Let's roll. I, I forgot to mention Alex and Reggie and, you know, they can't be here and, and do this with us, but the show must go on. I've been waiting sitting in this house due to the virus. Let's go to work, man. I'm ready. I'm ready still. Oh, for sure. I heard you say earlier you got you a ventilator. You got you one of them big old masks. Oh, man, I'm rocking the ventilator. I'm, I'm, I sound like Dark Vader, but, man, I'm just ready. I'm just trying to be safe and sorry. You know, I truly, this shit right here is for real. A family member, but we'll talk about that in a minute. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, James. How you feeling, man? Oh, man, I'm blessed. So far, I mean, you know, just out here trying to stay away from everybody. That's right. That's right. Stay out the way, man. We can't we can't let that little virus they trying to kill our wisdom, y'all. They trying to get rid of our wisdom, y'all. That's what they doing. Yeah, yeah. I well, they can't do me. Yeah, they, they trying to attack, me. attack our elders. So we can't get no game from them. Cause they know they ain't got nothing but a bunch of young, young and recklesses out here now. Oh man, they killing me with it out here. Man, they yeah. out here partying. They out here, you know, these cats out here doing drive-bys, and and you supposed to be in the house. They doing uh, 
they in high-speed chases at, at 2 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck you doing outside in the high-speed chase? I, I think – They just think. don't get it. I think it was that Monday. I think we had like 73 degrees. It was like 27, 28 shootings and seven deaths. Damn. And you're supposed to be in the house. And you're supposed to be in the house, exactly. You're supposed to be social distancing. But you know what I'm saying? It's like it's crazy, man. It's like once they once 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 we got in, um introduced to that to that pistol, man. That was the only that was the real curse that the Europeans put on us, man. They they introduced that pistol to the world. Yeah, yeah, in a real way. We can run we can run from a we can run from a knife, a a, a dagger, you know what I'm saying, and the bow and arrows. We got a better chance with that from what from what you know coming from the motherland, what we had, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you know, to me we all play a part. And and you know, being a youngster coming up in the, in those days, you know, you figure it's the way of the world. This is how you get down. And you know, after being a victim of, of a drive-by shooting and all that shit, I thought it was the best. Man, fight fire with fire, should I say. And, right. you know, that just launched to something totally different. And, you know, back then we still had a, like a respect kind of code, you know what I'm saying? You know, this is my purpose here. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't to, you know, shoot at little kids and all that other shit, but it's just like, it's way out of hand right now. It's a bunch, it's still, like back then up until now, it's still a bunch of reacting without thinking. You know what I'm saying? True. It was true. It was a, and that's and that's how innocent bystanders and kids got involved with straight bullets because everybody was just out in the street enjoying the weather. And didn't right. nobody knew that we had an argument at the skating rink, an argument at the game room, you know what I'm saying? And then right. it followed and then it followed back over to say, hey. I can't beat this guy because he's six feet tall and I'm five five. So now I'm gonna go get this this this, this gun. You know what I'm saying? And put in some work. And it's and it, and that's what kind of make me think like the brothers that had that Napoleon complex. Just leave people alone. If you got that complex and you feel like you can't fight a giant, what you barking up a giant tree for? Well, a, a, a lot of cats out here today, and and I listen to some of your videos and and. You know, they, everybody want to be a gangster. Everybody want to be with the business, but everybody is not with the business. You know, and and I got I got a saying: gangster by nature, and not by choice. A lot of right. these dudes do it because they see it and they think that's the the way to be. You know, right. it's sad to say that you know our women love hardcore cats. You know what I'm saying? So everybody feel they have to be on that page. But when the test come, if you ain't ready for that test, point B, you can talk all the shit you want. But as soon as that cat, a real cat, get at your ass, you ain't ready for it. Right. You gon' you gonna fold. And mm -hmm. when you fold, it's all over. Exactly. It's all over. So you, that's where they that's where they fuck up at. Mm -hmm. Everybody ain't ain't with it like that. Right. And they, and they always said the, the 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 good girls like bad guys. And for some odd reason, it you know, I don't know if it's, it's but that's the opposite of track. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We we know she a schoolgirl. We know she green. We know that 
this 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 whatever we trying to stash and hide is safe in her house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it be a, it be a it's a survival tactic for real. Right, right. It's, it's it's a weird choice, and we pick and choose, and we know who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. But you know, I was I was uh, reading up on you and how you mediate the the hip hop thing. You know what I'm saying, boy? I wish she was there when Death Row cats because you know sure night didn't listen and right. nah, nah, yeah. I, I, I was there i was there i used to talk to sugar a uh, plenty of times like we stayed in tune or i seen i was in there when he got shot in miami I oh was in okay there. yeah so I, I always gave him advice too man you know but once again when you get the guys it's a difference if you're a guy from the street with millions and then you got a guy in this industry with millions it's 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 still a battle because we still looking at it like it's a, a macho thing, you know, it's it's a testosterone thing, like why this guy even care to tell me to don't involve myself with certain certain things. You see what I'm saying? And right, that's because right. it's like listen, you're gonna be a fool with some money or you're gonna be a genius with some money. Which one you choose to be? Well I can say you made the 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 a bad choice, um, you know, like I said earlier, you know, some people, and just the power, you know, some people don't know how to control that or know how to deal with that type of power, you know, right. over men. And, and you know, not growing up with that and not understanding the, the, the hardcore shit of it. And then once you get that power, you just, you just run crazy with it. And I think that's what happens, you know, a lot of us don't know how to deal with it. Well, some cats, they can't deal with it because if I'm not like that and then I can pay my way to to, to be this person, I'm rocking and rolling with it. But then right. at the end of the day, you have to keep that persona. You have to stay this cat. Now mm -hmm. you're going to have predators getting at you just trying to see what type of cat you really is. Right. And, and once you fold and, and, and lose that, then the game is over. Exactly. The game is over. Because the word going to spread like wildfire. So, it, it, I mean, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a funky situation. But, you know, I, I, I watched and I listened. You know, you was talking to uh, P. Noble. You, was, you did an interview with them. And oh yeah, today my birthday, so I'm getting a thousand calls and texts and everything. Oh man, happy birthday, mine Friday on the seventeenth. Oh yeah, Team Aries, yeah. man, Team Aries, all the time, all the time. Yeah. So my whole family down there, Aries. My sister, thirteenth. My other sister, the fifteenth. My nephew, the fifteenth. My little cousin, the sixth. So we got a whole bunch of Aries in our shit, and we all act alike. That's how. That's how my neighborhood is. It was so many Aries in the neighborhood. And from and from birth, it's kind of been like, man, what are we going to do for our day? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, uh, and I was born on my father's birthday on the 10th today. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when I was born, I think my mama said it was like 50,000, 60,000 guys surrounding the, the, the hospital. And everything was like it was unheard of. You know? Wow. Because... Yeah, because my old man, you know what I'm saying, was a street figure out here, you know, and um, 
So, you know, to have a son on his birthday, it just, you know, he, he his whole mob came with him. That's right. That's right. That's a good thing. Shit, every yeah. year you look, you got something to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Man. So I was just telling, I was just telling my uh, third child, my third child, second oldest son. I was telling him yesterday. I wish he could have met him. You know what I'm saying? Because right. uh, you know, for me, he was in the penitentiary, in and out majority of my life. You know what I'm saying? But. I, I never held that against them. You know how some kids hold stuff against their parents. But I, for some odd reason, like I was explaining to my son, I never was able to get upset with him. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just, it was kind of like I understood that if something is done wrong in the police pump, you go away. You know, it was like, it was like in our mind, like that's what you knew, knew to see. Right. Well, Unlike a lot of people, you know, like our fathers, well, you know, my father wasn't shit. So I really ain't got too much good shit to say about about that cat. But, you know, like my uncles and with kids and, you know, the the 70s and the 80s took us away from our kids. You know what I'm saying? It sent us to the penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? Getting into the drug game, uh, you know, hustling just just doing a little bit of everything you know what i'm saying so that took away from you know the household you know so like like myself my mom's had to raise five you know what i'm saying and the the good thing about that was my mom's never spoke bad about pops regardless of what he was doing or what type of character he was the majority of women fuck your daddy your daddy ain't shit so you grow up Believe in this, and then you have resentment for pops, and this is what's going on through through all our households with with, with young black men growing up. Mama don't make it no better talking about the daddy. Daddy don't make it no better talking about moms. So, right. I mean, you know, it was just it was is is a no win situation, you know, unless you got that strong black woman telling you your daddy was just going through and trying to find himself. Nine times out of ten, daddy don't find himself nowhere but in the penitentiary. And, right. you know, that, that's what fucks us up. But I'm, I'm, I'm like this. I'm, I'm one of those cats that you can say, if I know what I knew then, I, I would have been, been a better person. I wouldn't have been involved in doing half of the shit I was doing. But here I am. Why blame anybody for my shortcomings once i turned 16 15 i should I'm, I'm i'm at the point where i should know better right you know what i'm saying i should know if i want to get in this car and go do this i should know if i if why do i want to hurt this person this this cat ain't did shit to me but it was just in me because of my upbringing and i chose to use that as a excuse to say I got a right to do this. I, I can do this just because, you know what I'm saying? Because this happened to me or this is the way I grew up. So let me inflict my animosity, my pain on this other cat. So, you know, and it, and it, and it, it, it caused a lot of problems, you know, going to jail, going to the penitentiary. 
I had a strong support system, my sisters and all them, you know, helping with my kids, but I wasn't there for them. I wasn't there for them. And I got two boys, which, man, I'm glad to say turned out good. You know, they both went to college. My daughter is doing three years right now because she more like her mom and dad, you know, on that I don't give a fuck type of shit. She don't want to hear nothing. Mm -hmm. So it, it sent her to the penitentiary. In a sense, I feel like I'm to blame because I shouldn't have let her go back into the environment with her moms because her mama been to the penitentiary. And I let her go back. I raised her for seven years when her mother went to prison the, for the second time. And I should have kept her from that, but I didn't. So, you know, she wanted to see her mama and go home when her mama got out of prison. I made, I made her give me a year. She got her shit together, you know, start driving trucks. She in the church, the whole nine. But as soon as I, 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 I took that, that, that leash off of her, she went and got pregnant. She started gang banging. You know, her mama was a known female in the neighborhood, let's say with the business. Mm -hmm. So they accepted her with open arms with no questions asked. And, you know, I try to figure out, you know, what could I have did different? Maybe she'd have listened to somebody else. But and then not so much of that because I've been down that same road. My baby mama done 11 years in the feds, you know what I'm saying? Um, so my two daughters, by her, you feel me? You know, it was a collective whole to, you know what I'm saying, with all my children that she was the mother figure to all, you know what I'm saying? So right. When that situation happened, you know, I basically had all the kids like toy soldiers, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, drill sergeant. But it's like when she came home, she felt like that time that was missed, she had to kind of be a friend instead of the parent. Like I'm telling her, listen, when you when you come out here, don't don't get soft because you missed that time. They really didn't miss nothing because I made sure they kept they made every visit, every phone call pictures you see what i'm saying so right don't don't i know you in your mind feel like you left them in away from them but in reality you really wasn't because they caught right. every visit whether they ship you wherever they were shipping you i'm flying them and making sure they get there you know what i'm right. saying so, so at the end of the day i knew that the kids would play off of that you know what i'm saying that she was trying to make up for lost time and you know the kids going they gonna, they gonna play them games. You see what I'm saying? Right. So the majority of the time of me having to um, discipline my children was because of how they was trying to play her and they knew better. You see what I'm right. saying? Right. So when, I, so when I, here I am laying there trying to protect her from being misused by them, she get mad at me. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's, it was like, you know, so it, then it turns into, okay, well, when they run you up the wall, don't call me about nothing. I don't want right. to hear it. You know right. what I'm saying? So, because uh, I told you, hit the ground running, keep your foot smashing on the gas like you never left. You right. know what I'm saying? Be the mother. Don't try to be the friend and the sister. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem today. Yeah. So you, know, so, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm proud of all of them. You know what I'm saying? 
I sit back and as a, I have to look at myself as to say, it's girls that's on this internet, they twerking and they going naked, you know what I'm saying, and all that. So I'm, 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 I'm blessed to where my daughters have enough respect for me to don't do that. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go through the phase of the different hair colors and the eyelashes and all that. You know what I'm saying? Or even the tight clothing, but it's kind of like at least I'm not seeing what I see on the internet. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, right. it's, it's, it's uh, soft porn basically. You know what I'm saying? And I always be mindful that those are somebody's daughters. So what happens by me having daughters? My father instinct kicks in at all times. Even if I'm on these little guys, Tory Lanes and them page, and they making the girls twerk and pull milk all on their body and all that, and they doing this in front of 300,000 people. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of times that when them uh -huh. girls get on there, you know, we typing in the comment, hold on, bro, she got to show ID. How old is she? She look too young. You know, or I, you know, you doing this. You see what I'm saying? Because right, right. It, 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 it's, it's, it's weird. And then, you know, when you do have daughters, you have to be mindful of their friends that's from school and things like that because them younger girls, they know how they, they know how their friends looks up to their fathers. So I have to be a stronger guy. You see what I'm saying? To where right. that when them little girls hitting on me or whatever and say, no, nah, you my daughter age or you my daughter friend. So you have to be a strong individual because a lot of these young girls look like they full grown women. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even from, I'm saying 18 up to 25, but you still got to say, so what would help me if my oldest is 28, I'm going to look for something 35 and up. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. I'm not, I'm not going to play around in a field, you know, so I show them respect and they show it in return. So that's, that's right. Basically, that's just basically how it go. You got to give respect to get it. That's right. That's right. Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, it's it's a struggle, you know what I'm saying, trying to raise them, especially when they're grown and they think they know everything. Um, you know, my daughter say, I mean, that's how you was. That's how my mama was. You know, how do I react to that? You know what I'm saying? By saying really you be better. You be better than what we were. Show a difference. Somebody got to show a difference. That, that was like for me. I had my son, the third child I'm telling you about. He graduated college. You see what I'm saying? So I, I besides my aunt, I think my mother's youngest sister, she graduated college. So she was about the only person that I personally knew that graduated college or stayed in school the long she kept switching up um the math you know um she kept she kept switching up um what you call like professions she kept switching them up so she just forever stayed in school this month you know so um so besides that it's like my parents saying okay when you get 16 or you get your permit we're gonna buy you a car you know, the stuff that they was telling me when I was 10 years old, you see what I'm saying? But by the time I'm 13, I got a million dollars in counting. By the time I'm 15, I got three kids. So I'm doing all this on my own. Nobody was able to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I'm, I'm in the street. You know what I'm saying? 13, 14, we fighting gang-related murders. You know what I'm saying? The crew stood solid. You know, you come from up under situations. You see what I'm saying? Right. And one you know, take the case and they run it concurrent. So all I knew is how to stay solid in them situations and know that 
don't fall back victim to them situations as well. Right. Right. You know, and um, you know, just that whole life of how reckless we was. Like I just reflect on a lot of things. Like we'll catch a guys and they got their mother with them going into the grocery store, but because he got his hat to the opposite side of what we wear. We whooping his ass in front of his mama, and that's that's not nothing to be proud of to this day, you know. But it's like, why would you put your mother in harm's way? You see what I'm saying? Going to the store with her with your hat to the left, or, or you know what I'm saying, or to the right. opposite. Why would you do that? So, right. So that alone made a lot of disconnect with parents as well, because it's like, listen, you had to come clean with your parents. Like, look, mama. I can't just be going to know any store with you. My, you know what I'm saying? My oppositions is over there. What you mean opposition? So, of course, she grew up in it, too. So she know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it was like, man, it, it, man, the life we really had to live, man, is is we. I'm grateful to see another year today, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
So, well, so right I mean, now, we had the same thing, but we had what you call, we gave people a pass. You with your mama and your kids, I'm not going to shoot you. I mean, I might hurt your kids, you know. And, and you know, during my gangbanging days, gangbanging was the only thing I focused on. I'm not going to snatch your purse. I'm not going to go do this this robbery and do this other bullshit. My purpose was gangbanging and inflicting as much pain as I could on anything and anybody that opposed me. You know what I'm saying? So it was a it was a big difference trying to hurt somebody that was with their parents or their kids. We, and now the we, difference from us, we had a cold babies on up. That's how reckless we was. We didn't care about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just and like that's that literally was what we was known for. You know, we was the enforcers of this city. You know what I'm saying? Right. So any calls from 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 the mob or whatever, we had to carry them moves out. So you it wasn't no turning yellow. You know, that was a thing we used to say, you boy, we better not catch you turning yellow, we gonna leave you there. You know what I'm saying? Which it meant for the light, red, red, green, and yellow. You know, if you get if you hesitant. We gonna leave you there because we know you ain't about this life. So right. a lot of times you had to witness people that you came up with get left on the scene of a situation because you you know what I'm saying you know it's always if you running in a pack it's always if it's ten in that pack it's four of y'all gonna be on the same page and then it's gonna be six that's iffy. So in in them situations once them four look at each other and give each other that eye that six might have to stay there. You see what I'm right, saying? Right, so When you're dealing with a lot of stuff like that, bro, for so many years and time, it just, it, it takes a toll on you. So whenever you're able to, like for me, like, you know, we got, you know, we go to the tattoos. My whole back is a mural. And it ain't, it, it, it's complete, but it ain't complete. With love right. one. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, for me, I, I knew about imp implying all the pressure and the pain. We never did no, we never did reciprocate it until later on. So right. the pain we felt when we lost our one member, you see what I'm saying, allowed me to know that all them all them other how all them other families felt. You see what I'm saying? So this is when your conscience start kicking in. When you, when you become conscious and you got to think like in my neighborhood, it's the nation of Islam. You know what I'm saying? Elijah Muhammad Moss is in my neighborhood. So, you know what I'm saying? So we had the brothers to look up to as well. You know, and it was like being raised on both sides of the street. The, 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 the conscious side of things and then the negative side of things. So I knew right from wrong, but I know every time I go outside that door, it is what it is. Exactly. You know, it, wasn't, exactly. it wasn't no promise on coming back in here. So it was times where um, the nation, where the, they had, I don't know what one of our, our partners had done something, but they kidnapped them. You know what I'm saying? The brothers had kidnapped them and took them into Mars. You know what I'm saying? And we had to tool up and run in there and get them. You see what I'm saying? So right. at the end of the day, we running in there with these tools. And just a few years ago, you know, I just really apologized to Minister Farrakhan for my actions. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And, and he and he and he um acknowledged that and gave me all the love and, and guidance and coverage that it was because he understood 
that my pack with my brothers. You see what I'm saying? So, right. so I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like that took a lot of weight off me because, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he's definitely a martyr in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? So, for him to always embrace me and me coming up with his children and grandchildren and stuff like that, and sending buses to my projects. You know what I'm saying? It was like every Sunday he would send buses to my projects because the uh, nation would throw parties. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you come to if you come to the mosque to hear the lecture, when you the ne next Friday or Saturday when the party, you get a ticket so you get in free. Right. And that was my, that was my way to get 1,300 or more people to get on this bus, come to the. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was able to do that, you know. I was able to. So I just, I just made myself try to even up. 
and not have a testosterone battle with every brother that I come across and not get involved with a tough man's contest. How the minister would do it was would make it to where is that we come to the um, mosque to hear his lecture, you know, and then the brothers would give us tickets, you know what I'm saying, to come to a party that the nation was involved in. You know what I'm saying? So um, he would send buses to the projects to transport us back. So what was happening, I had I was in the projects on the west side of Chicago in the village, but the buses would bring us to the east side of Chicago on Stony Island, which was my neighborhood. So that basically was like a ride for me from one side of the town to the next, because now I can go to school the next morning. You see what I'm saying? It's grammar school time. But that gave us the preteens. That gave something for the preteens to do, which is why so much crime is going on now. The preteens don't have nothing to do. They exactly. families don't have no money. They can't. The YMCA's is no longer. You know what I'm saying? Or the prices was too high for a YMCA. So what you think the kids gonna do? They gonna roam the streets? You know, I had the, the run-ins with with the march we had in Compton. You know, we went to that motherfucker and. Uh, you know, they get us from the park, tell us to come listen and listen to the word. And we go in there and we listen. And I'm gangbanging. I'm, I'm affiliated. I'm with it. So we get up and we, we hop in our cars and go up there. And it was a question I wanted to ask because they was talking about the blue-eyed devil. Well, if you're preaching this, how is you preaching about the blue-eyed devil and yada, yada? We biased to color, race, or whatever. And he told me to be quiet. We asked the questions at the end or whatever. You can't ask that. You just listen to the word. And I was like, you know, fuck this shit. Let me get up and go. So my whole crew got up and left with me. So they came out and, and said it was like a sign of disrespect. I turned around, bounced, gave up the fuck you sign, and, and, and just we left. When we went back to the park, we knew, well, I knew that it was, that was the wrong way to, you know, do it. You know, them brothers on a totally different page than us, and I was out of line. So maybe a week, two weeks went by. I went back up there myself because I didn't want the homies to go up there with the homies, and they see me apologizing to people. So I went up there and apologized on my own, and and it was it was good from there. My cousins. The Frasers are Muslims, so I felt like I was disrespecting them too. So it's it's it was it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Hey, hey Jojo, I wanted to ask you. I know that you talked about it because you know our West, we had what you would call sets back in the um shine, you know, called mom, you know, in the mob. And you was talking about brothers wearing their hats a certain way. Could you touch on some of the rules, some of the do's and don'ts when you rode them through Chicago? Well, you know, um, well, each area, each side basically had a strong force, whether it was GDs, Vice Lord, Black P-Stones. So when you, when you think of the South Side, that was basically predominantly Black P-Stones and Gangster Disciples, Black Disciples. You know what I'm saying? The West Side, the West Side was predominantly Vice Lords. You know what I'm saying? Because they had a few branches, a few different branches of vice lords, and you had uh, the black gangsters. So what you what you wind up having in the beginning was black gangster disciples, 
you know what I'm saying, for under the six point star. And then you had the you had the black P stones under the five point star, and you had vice lords under the five point star with a cane and a hat. You know, different branches in in a in a bunny. You know what I'm saying? The bunny rabbit was was one of the basically what you would say a logo. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even though we had colors as well, blue and black, they was red and black. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't, we didn't solidify ourselves just off the color. You know what I'm saying? How we how they would do in, in L.A. You know, you were red or you was blue. So for us, we had the Latin Kings. So when you see that gold and black, you seen the gold and black, you know you had the Latin Kings. So anywhere, anywhere where we would go, it would be a variety of, of every, every mob. You know what I'm saying? So um, it get to the point where you know it was going to be some beef and some problems, so you either stay in your neighborhood or where, where y'all predominantly at because you don't want to put nobody in harm's way. You know what I'm saying? But you always got the Billy Badasses, like us, that would go to the opposition parties. That was the crazy shit we would do. We was like a death wish. You know what I'm saying? Soon as we go in the skating ring that we knew predominantly was all Black P-Stones and Vice Lords called the rink. If you know anybody in Chicago, ask them about the rink on 87th Street. That was, that was like walking. That was like a crip walking in the jungle. That was like a crip Walking in, 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 in my Pyru, you see what I'm saying? Which, of course, everybody was amongst each other, but I'm saying in one of they party, if James having a party, you know it's gonna be all my Pyru in the party. You see what I'm saying? But right. we would, but we would be the dudes from uh, corner pocket or something, and we gonna come, we gonna come in James' party. That that's how we was. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I just think of all that, bro. So today to even be enjoying a birthday and and coming through this coronavirus and everything that's going on, it's like I'm forced to kind of help these younger guys because I know for a fact they dealing with their own issues and pains, but I don't want them to be just like me. I want them to be better than me. And that's what I want them to understand It's like, I'm not having no macho man conversation with them. When they telling me they shot something over there, I'm telling them like, man, that, that should be your last time shooting, man. And they looking at me like, you who we want to be like, what you mean? So what I do is say, so what I say is if I'm, if I'm one of the ones who you would want to be like, be like me from right now. Right. Be like me from the last 10 years. Be like me. So what you been seeing me doing? Oh, man. You traveling the world. I ain't got no money to do that. You know why you don't got the money to do that? Because you shooting. You using your money on bullets and guns. I'm using mine on airplane tickets. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's, right. Not, it's not that you can't do it. It's what you choosing to do. So I come through to a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? And then you just, once again, that testosterone, bro, you're going to always have some that want to buck against the system. They want to buck against the system. Let me ask you this. Don't, do you think that that your lifestyle in your previous days coming up as a youngster and they growing up and seeing how you get down, it, it plays a part in, in what they want to be, like you're saying. Now, these cats don't see another way. These youngsters don't see another way. They want to be like the big homie, mm -hmm. how the big homie did his thing. And, and 
you know, what what do you tell them? You know, I got I got five, ten, I got so many nephews. The only thing I can say, you can never be us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess I'm asking the question with a question, but I mean, how, what do you tell them? You know, you, ba- you basically tell them, you tell them from your experience. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to be, you know, do you want to be like one of our cousins that we lost? Do you want to be like my brother one of my, that's doing 26 years, that's doing 50 years, that's doing life? You want to be like any one of your other three uncles that you see right. calling every five minutes, wanting us to send, put money on their books and come visit them and, and, and send them letters and they ain't getting no, no sex from no woman? Dude, that's what you want to do because what you're doing now is what got them in that situation. So you just give them the examples of what they're doing and you know somebody that's in a situation from those actions. You see what I'm now, saying? Do, do you give up on them because they don't listen? They no, don't no. want to hear that. No, so so I never give up. But like I tell them, I never give up. But like I tell them, don't break my heart. You know, if, if you know I was a heartless dude and I'm telling you don't break my heart, you know I mean it. It's sincere. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So I would take their phone calls a lot of times I would come to they if they doing music, the video shoots. But if y'all are in war with a, with somebody, it's 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 a it's a fool of me to come post up on the block with y'all in this war time. You see what I'm saying? Unless I'm involved myself in that war with y'all. Right, right. So so my thing is listen, because a lot of them don't know this, James. Like y'all shooting at each other. But what you didn't know, your great-grandmother and his great-grandmama and sisters. Right. Right. So, now you, so, so y'all done killed this kid over here, but you didn't know. But on your father's side, that's your first cousin. Right. So, so now how do you feel? You can't, you can't love your, your cousin on your mama's side more than you do on your daddy's side. You see what I'm saying? Which some do. We all have done that, played to favoritism. Right which what hurts us in our culture, even starting back from the beginning of time. Once once separatism got introduced to our culture, everything been downhill ever since. But I, I, I try to I try to look forward and 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 now my whole thing is wanting to give back and want to try to figure out a way to stop the shit that I did. And I felt, you know, with with all the nephews trying to be gangbangers, you know, you know, I tell my nephews, we didn't grow up with red hair and and wearing a pair of pants with a bunch of zippers on them. This is not gangbanging. Gangbanging is being active, doing what gangbangers do. You can't be a college student and then gangbang. It's either or. Right. You know what I'm saying? When when I grew up, it was fuck a job. This is my job right here, being on the block posted with a pistol on my side. My job was to go out there and do what I do, and, and every day was a war for me. And I had to understand, this is you can't be a half-ass gang member. But that, that, that let me tell, Now, let me tell you how when they start commercializing gangbanging, right? When they start letting guys... Uh, do Pepsi commercials and they crip walking and shit in the Pepsi commercials. We, we over here, 
we mad as a motherfucker because it's like y'all playing with this shit. You see what I'm saying? Like right. this ain't this ain't no joke. Like we lost people. You know this our culture. You know what I'm saying? And you're not gonna make no mockery out of it. Which in some eyes would say, hey man, they opening up the gate to give y'all something different to do. But at the time when we first saw it, it was like, damn. So it was a lot of phone calls from the shy to LA to our relatives and saying, man, how y'all letting this shit go down like that? You know, all of a sudden a rapper want to get on and say he banging because where he from, he don't got no rivals. So how you banging? Right, right. That's 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 being you in this for protection. You see what I'm saying? So, so if if, if I'm coming from Chicago, and then I come to LA, and now I'm just I want to be super super GD. But if I'm in LA and don't run into no Vice Lords or no Blackstones, you see what I'm saying? I'm just skating. I'm just you feel me? Right, right, right. So now it's like. It's, so that ain't that's not fair to the culture. You know what I'm saying? Up banging. You feel me? So well, for us, I mean, we play a big part of that though because we allow and we accept a lot of shit that's being put out here today. We accept the advertisement of what we are. We not paying attention that a lot of us lost our lives behind this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I got so many homeboys in the grave today behind gangbanging than you do just dying on GP. Mm -hmm. You know, natural causes or whatever the case might be. But, you know, we accept it. We accept all this shit. We accept it. So, like I say, then I wouldn't say we to blame. Now I say partial blame. The majority of the blame is on us because we not trying to rectify nothing that, that was really going on that's going on today, especially with the rappers that's coming in and and claiming a set. And we allow them to come in and, and, and rep the neighborhood because of money. You right. know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I had a situation, and I said I never mentioned Pac in, in any of my conversations again. But we had the homies accepting him to be from the hood. My whole thing is... You can't be from the hood because you ain't you ain't spilled no blood. You ain't you ain't did this. You ain't did that. And and you know, people don't understand where I'm coming from when I say that. You know what I'm saying? We lost a lot of homies. Now we got homies putting pictures of they uh, Tupac on their arm, their chest, their back, the whole nine. You don't know him like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You didn't. You, it's, it's a total different thing growing up in a situation than coming into a situation. You know what I'm saying? And just saying you, this is you. And, and especially if you're an athlete or entertainer. The guys when you don't street, have to be. Right, you don't have to get guy, down like that. The, the guys in the street would love to trade places. You see what I'm saying? They it's do. like, you mean to tell me I can get on stage for 45 minutes to an hour and I get paid 50000 60000 15000 but or I'm going to stand over here in this neighborhood and try to make 15000 a month, you know what I'm saying, hustling in the alley, which I can probably get shot, robbed, uh, or go to jail. So so that's, so that be the thing that a lot of guys in them situations get upset about, but because it's like, man, why you, why you trying to deter us 
from trying to be where you came from. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. And it's like it's like, bro, because it was bad. It was bad choice. It it was it was in me. It wasn't on me. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Even though it was a choice, it was a choice for all of us back then. But once again, you tired of going to school, walking to walking through three different gangs. You see what I'm saying? And, and each one of them, 10, 15 deep, trying to jump on you. So right. in, in my case, if you didn't come from a big family, you know what I'm saying, and y'all going to school deep, nine brothers and sisters, then you you was cool. You see what I'm saying? Because it kind of was a matchmaker, and the fight was going to be a little more intense because you know you can't go back home and tell mama you ran. You see what exactly. I'm saying? So when you come in here, so that's where a lot of my rep came from, when I always say I bullied the bully, you know what I'm saying? When I'm my mama they moving to all these different projects, I want to know who the bully was. Uh-huh. I'm going to go straight to him and let him know this ain't that, homie. You know what I'm saying? So right. we going to bite, we fight, we going to shoot it out however we had to do it, but you're not going to violate me in no kind of way. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's how I came up. You know, I right. don't know how everybody else's story different. Like I say, I ain't into the, the game-banging wrestling match and who the toughest gangster. Because, you know what I'm saying, of course, a lot of them say the toughest gangsters is dead in jail for life. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I'm cool with being a preventer. I love to be a preventer. I want to prevent it all. You want to well, argue, I have and no it, problem. And it your money. I mean, that was the shocking part to me. Because, once again, if I know what I know now, I'd have been doing that a long time ago. Uh, especially dealing and being around Suge, bringing him to the hood. I would have implemented all kind of shit. I would have I would have been a little more forceful on getting my money if I was thinking like that. I wasn't thinking like that. I know you. I'm going to fuck with you. You done sold me this dream that we all going to have it. Let's rock and roll. And I and Cause I remember that. Because had you known, you know what I'm saying, had you known, it could have been like a Harry O situation. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to have yeah. this. I'm going to have this. Um. I got this young brother, Suge, got a record company. He needs some consulting. You know what I'm saying? Because you the OG to him, James. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, he's looking for your guidance. But a lot of times what happens when them guys get the money, and if you don't have the same type of money as them, they feel like they don't got to listen to you. And that's what's going on today. If you ain't having no money or getting no money, it's like what I'm listening to you for. So, you got to listen to these raps. And and this and, and, and they ignorant to a lot of things. That's why they keep bumping their head. You know what I'm saying? Well, so well, in, your, in your case, if you would have laid there and had a consulting company, a management company, you would probably knowing you, you probably would still have a hundred, two hundred million right now. Well, you see what I'm saying? And that's the thing because you know we did a lot of shit. You know, uh, walking in the ruthless records and you know demanding, you know, just doing us. Which, you know, if you got a check, then I think I should have, we should have been compensated for that situation, for the next situation. Everything should have been, should have been dealt with like that. But my whole thing was looking at it. Here I am, never had a a paycheck such as the ones I was getting at the beginning. Uh, You know, all that different exposure, uh, going out of town and all of this. You know, I'm fresh out of prison, and I'm in North Carolina. You know, just I'm out of Compton, and I was just loving it. And and 
when I saw the big picture, everybody else was sold already on the on the dream that I was sold on at the beginning. Now now they stuck. And we can't we can't get out of this situation, but you know, it was just so much money that went past us, everybody else was getting it. So the way you the way you the way you did it was like, man, I mean I'm getting paid off of, off of being smart and fixing situations and making sure motherfuckers get what they get, getting that jury back the whole nine. Like you said, if if that that chain costs fifty thousand dollars, let me get ten percent of that for getting it back to you. I didn't right. I didn't do that with him. You know what I'm saying? Our whole thing was whoop that ass, be done with it, and say fuck it. But and that's, that's but you know what? That's why I'm glad you came and said, you know what? You made your bones with him. You sent him put something on his books because you understood. See, that's a grown man. Like when yeah. I, I I watched that when you was like uh you sent him something on his books, you, you told him thank you for the opportunity because that in re, in reality it wasn't his fault that James didn't have yeah. his security company, his consultant company his management company. It's not, it wasn't his fault. I put you right in the loop. You in the loop with me. You my OG, you my big homie. So if if, if, if you would have had a club and said, hey, bring all the death row artists through the club, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, just, it's just like, but like you said, you was an enforcer. So by you being an enforcer, uh -huh. all you thought of, all you thought was enforcing. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of brothers that get caught up in that. You know what I'm saying? We all got caught up in just being enforcer, but I, I always knew I always knew I wanted to multitask. You know what I'm saying? Because I knew that at any given day, this gonna run out over here. Being this enforcer gonna run out. Right. You know what you did? It was a, it was a little difference from us for me because here we are going at it with the with the police department. You feel me? Like our situations was different. It wasn't too much of like dudes in the street knew how he was rocking. You know what I'm saying? But we worrying about if we saying it's a peace treaty or we gonna deal with our own members, then the police will put on masks, a hood, or a different color hat and come through the neighborhood and be the one shooting until we was finding that out. Right. So, so right. this been this been going on since Jagger Hoover. You know what I'm saying? You got to think. Same, look, same with us. Look at the guys before us. You know what I'm saying? You had the Black Panthers, and then you had you had Jeff Fort, you had uh, Frederick Fred Hampton. You got to think. Fred Hampton was 21 years old when they assassinated him. You got to think. Jeff Fort was 19 years old and made the United States government give him a million dollars. Right. So. So people got to realize we was on a whole different ball game. I come from a whole different cloth. My cloth, they don't make it no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like like any anybody that I'm going to say I'm looking up to is Larry Hoover and Jeff Ford. We see where they at. Larry got more life sentences than a Unabomber. You see what I'm saying? Right. But at the end of the day, for him to change it and make it growth and development and make us aware that look, we are not our enemy, bro. Like that Willie Lynch theory got to get up out of here. We got to get that Willie Lynch theory outside of our culture. You don't, you don't, you don't think that play a part in in in, in our culture today? 
if 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 they keep us separated, just like you said, and it was the same thing in our neighborhood. When when none of the games was at war and everything was at peace, no shootings and all that, here you got the police coming in and telling us, oh, your homie got killed, woo 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 such and such did it. The first thing we on our mind is to go retaliate, opposed to getting at the G-Cats over there and saying, why did y'all do this? And they're going to tell us right offhand that that wasn't us. But the right. police then came and kept this war going. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So the Willie Lynch thing, William Lynch thing, now ain't that's the same thing we're doing today, divide and conquer amongst mm-hmm. each other. That This is what we are doing. This is what hurt us today. We divide and conquer. We don't want to see each other come up. If, if I see you get it, NB and all of this other shit, and here we are killing each other for this bag that 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 I done worked my ass off for. I done sold drugs five years straight. Ain't got caught. They know I got money at home. It's the homie that's going to come in and try to rob you. Not a stranger. It's... it's it's we 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 beating up and killing ourselves. And to speak and to speak on that, right? I have yeah. I have wanted to mention because like being in the board in the group homes as a kid, you know, they taught us how to make jewelry. So I always express to any young brother or sister that's watching to never set up a brother or set up a sister to get hurt over some jewelry because it's nothing but wax. Exactly. It's literally a candle, the same candle you burn to give you some light in your house if your if your uh, electricity is off. It's, that's what it is. It's wax, and then they add the minerals on it. You see what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's like you gonna take this person's life for this candle. So you know what I'm saying, Jay? So I make sure that when you see these guys, and then a lot of these guys is wearing morsonites. They wear zirc- cubic zirconian. So at the end of the day. None of us are, none of us is, is gemologists, so you don't know what, you don't even know what you win. Right, You see what right. I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I was able to go to South of the Motherland and, and see the biggest raw uncut stone in the world. You know what I'm saying? I was able to look through that glass and just be like, damn, you know, at one point in time, the diamond didn't have no value. A lot of people don't know that. The De Beers made a value to a diamond because it was just a lot of stones that they had access to once they was over there. But in reality, how they sold a diamond and put a price on a diamond was through marriage. So a lot of people don't know that. So that's why for me, it's like, I don't need no paperwork and no court to tell me who I need to be with for the rest of my life and all that. Cause the ploy was to put a price on the diamond. So if y'all, when y'all get off of this, um, go to YouTube or Google, uh, the De Beers, marketing plan. It's like they marketing plan. That's how they marketed the diamond to put a price on the diamond. And they started it off with the commercial of, of, of the proposal with the ring. And that's how they put a price on diamonds, man. Damn. Wow. Ain't that crazy? Well, so, see, that's that's crazy. I didn't know. I mean, that's, you know. What, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so you taking a, a, a stone, a gem that was priceless, Keep in mind, you're taking a, a stone that was priceless. Now you're putting a price on it to make people kill each other over it. But in reality, it's just a piece of glass. It's a piece of glass 
and it's and and to, to mold it is wax that's hardened, shaped, detailed, but it's not worth your life. Right. But but I mean that's the choice that we make when we when we do each other. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like with the with the when the cocaine hit, you know, some of the homies didn't have it, but when they saw the money that was being made in it, this one we start doing each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's been like that ever since. You know what I'm saying? So right. I mean my my whole point is we have to find some type of way to get back to the earlier days, how motherfuckers respected each other and seen each other in a different value than, than we do now. We mm -hmm. really don't give a fuck about each other today. So, we gotta cherish life more, cherish life. And and it shouldn't take us to get old to, mm -hmm. to start seeing shit. So if we start teaching these youngsters and showing them a different way, like a lot of guys in Chicago, I know they see you done been everywhere, and mm -hmm. I saw that. And you know, getting that passport, I just at at I went last year at 54, able to see something like way across in another motherfucker on the other side of the planet. I went to <laughs> Australia, and it was like, you know, just listening to how you you was explaining it, I went through the same thing, just seeing how other people live. You don't see the obesity and the obese. You don't see none of that shit. These people, I seen 60, 70-year-old women at 7 in the morning at the beach Job. doing yoga and shit. And, and, they, and, you know, in Australia, they got these hills. You, you just ain't been to walk flat land. And right. they walking with strollers and ain't out of breath. Here, right. we are, like, like, fucking sick, for real. We are, we are out of shape the whole night. And just to live that and just go to different places, man, it was like, I, I wish I could go to places you've been, you know, like seeing, uh, what's the name, Dr. Sebi? Uh, Sebi, yeah, Dr. Sebi. Man, I know that was a fucking experience, man. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna lie. Like, that's a whole nother, like, that's, that's like a whirlwind, you know what I'm saying? Here, but once again, me being raised to respect and listen to your elders, right, wrong, and difference, and you are able to decide if they guiding you the right way or the wrong way. Right. So for, so for me to get the knowledge that here this man is reversing all these critical illnesses. How, how am I not going to listen to him? You see what I'm saying? Right. That was, that was my whole thing. Like, he reversing all these illnesses, and he's saying, take this out your diet, take that out your diet. And just like, now I'm going to say this. When I was there, right? Now he yeah. said. You're back. This after he passed. Hey, I wanted to ask y'all something. Like when I, I wonder when I swipe out of here, do I? When you was talking, James, was you able to still see me? No, no. It went at the at the, you did that. It went to still, but I still me and him still going. So yeah, it's still good. Okay, okay. Cause I okay.
because I was trying to see if I could multitask that and respond through text and uh and still talk. But uh, so don't worry, don't worry about it. Okay, so uh, so go to there, man. The brother, eighty three, eighty four years old, man, with one year old kids, man. And I mean, well, I know that our sperm is good to the day we die. I know that, but right. I'm saying this man having an erection. At 83 and 84 years old. You see what I'm saying? So he was like, for real, for real. I, I, I hear Nick Cannon and how Nick Cannon talk about him and respect him. But, I mean, like, I'm a diabetic, man. What what I need to do to cure this shit? Because taking these shots is a motherfucker. So if I can fix that, how do we quit smoking cigarettes? Yeah. See, he got all that. It's, herb, it's herbs that have killed those... Um, it's her, I think it's called the shellaxin. I'm not sure, but I think so. It's herbs that that kill those urges, that that fight off that nicotine and make you don't even crave it. You know right. what I'm saying? Now he got some sons and grandkids out in LA. You know what I'm saying? That um, I can refer you to. But then another thing, it was like that was another thing that he was dealing with, trying to get. I think the family. <laughs> the family out of uh, Atlanta or maybe Atlanta and New LA to stop using his name. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was telling, I was telling Nick that if he needed some help from me, you know what I'm saying? For the documentary, I would, I would assist him because the daughter that has the estate now, I could have put him in tune with. Right. So, you know, um, but once again, bro, it's like, cause I posted the trailer and the trailer got about 30,000 views on my page. You see what I'm saying? But right. that's because a lot of people know me from being over there with in his house. You see what I'm saying? Right. Now, Nick, I hope once again, that it, it's not one of those uh, testosterone situations and feeling like not bringing me in on the situation to something you know that's near and dear to me as well. Exactly. You stayed at his house. Exactly. You see so what I'm saying? You had a bond with him for real. Yeah, so, so you know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then my man Gravy out of Virginia, he was his traveling chef. So when Dr. Sabe used to travel over here and do his lectures, Gravy would go along with him. You know right. what I'm saying? And make his food just like he had his uh, niece and his nephew, Mike, and the other nephew, he moved to, um, I think he living in Canada right now. But, um, man, it's like he helped his nephew. His nephew had got bit by a snake. Saved the nephew. Like, bro, it's, it's, it's serious, man. It's like everybody want to make something a cute-type situation. And it ain't, it ain't no smooth. It's when you study the body, you know what works for the body. You know if you right. eat too much salt, you're going to have high blood pressure. So right. you, just, you just eliminate the salt out your diet. You know what I'm saying? So for you... You perfect. You perfect because you have the illnesses that we all suffer from. So you are the testimonial. You feel me? Right. Like I I had a brother that I was going over there with. We were supposed to stay for two months, but we stayed for three weeks. Rest in peace to Jamal. Right. So he right. Today he called me today because he was in a penitentiary in Philly, but he from Watts. He from, he from Watts though, but he grew up in he grew up in Philly. Back and forth. So he um he had got a he 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 was Allen Iverson's accountant for like seventeen or thirteen years. 
You probably know Maul, light-skinned. He used to have long braids, Jamal. They used to be with AI every day. So long, so long story short, because his mom and everybody, they from L.A., they from out and watch. So he gave me a call today and like, bro, I just went and had my last, uh, my last treatment, chemo. They can't do nothing else. They gave me 60 days to live. Bro, I ain't kiss my kids, hug nobody. I ain't do nothing. I got that up there next day on a flight and told him to meet me in Honduras, man. You know what I'm saying? And I I was documenting it. I was documenting his trials. So before he left home, he was bedridden, couldn't get up, in a wheelchair and all that. When we got over there, bro, and they got to work and getting them together, man, that man up, y'all. He walking. He dancing. We playing dominoes. The whole thing, James, and I'm wow. seeing this in front of my eyes. That was another brother, because you know it's it's more it's a whole village. It's a village with cottages, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's people, it's people from all over the world that, that be there. So um it was a brother over there that was paralyzed, couldn't walk. So he went to the thermal pool, his wife in the thermal pool with him. And she stepped on his foot. So he he held, he hollered out, ouch. She like, ouch. So she like, ouch, what you hollering ouch for? He said, you stepping on my feet. <laughs> Bro, she, 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 she burst out in tears. She couldn't believe it. And he, he had got shot like, he had got shot up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he was able to, he was able to walk again, man. She cried. What you think the problem is, people just, I mean, that'll hurt a lot of industries, like ph pharmaceutical shit. Of if course. people follow that, follow. Of course. Why, why you think stuff like this is going on right now with Corona? Right. It's population control, bro. It's always been population control. Right. You know what I'm saying? But for us, with all the people that was killed, for all the people that was killed, trying to, that, that was avoiding the slave trade, because we don't talk about the millions of people that jumped off the boat in the water, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, and then you got people that like the Holocaust and all that, it, it always was a population control type situation, abortion, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's always been a population control plan in effect for forever. So, right. And in today's society, everybody's smoking weed and, and, and strung out on cigarettes. So who is falling victim the most and who ill? Everybody that has what? Upper res respiratory infections. Exactly. Or resp up, upper respiratory issues because from smoking. So these, all the tragedies are basically coming from them because what it's doing is attacking your lungs. What the tobacco doing? Attacking your lungs. Exactly. So those are the people that they feel like they basically playing Russian roulette with their life because on a pack of cigarettes, the Surgeon General tell you cancer, this, that, and the other, and people still smoke. So you I'm think one of them. This is what I'm, I'm saying. So, so, I, so, it's, so it's like you think I should care that this virus going to kill you? You already was killing yourself. Right, but right. You, but you killing yourself is costing us. You killing yourself is costing us. You costing the government. To, to help you with this hospital, help you with your insurance. You see what I'm saying? You costing us. Right. So everybody well, I definitely is, need you to get that link for me. 
because I really need, man, I've been smoking these since I was 18. I'm going to jail, to prison, and, and I've been I've been out of prison since 1988, and I've been I can't quit smoking these motherfuckers. Every time I get mad or feeling a certain kind of way, I need a camera. It straightened me out. So no. man, definitely hooked me up with, with with how to quit uh leave them motherfuckers alone. It, it's um so what I'm gonna do? I posted it. I posted it. I don't know if you on my Instagram page. But I posted the food guide, the nutrition guide from Dr. Sabi. Uh-huh. Uh, I sent it to your phone to have y'all how you want to do it. But um, I posted it on my page. It's a yellow thing. You might got you got a screenshot it. And um, that's the whole list of the things to eat. But far as the um the herbs, I gotta find out which shop. Cause you know they they sent it to you straight from Honduras too. But right. you know. I find out which um sibling or grandchild or son that's in LA and you go right to their shop. Now I'm gonna tell you where you can go. Is that um is that on Crenshaw? The um damn man. The um I just was in there too. The, the it's a it's a health food store. It's is it on market? It's the big restaurant that sit on the corner at CVS right across the street, and that cleaners right across the street. I think I know what you're talking about. That might be Market, James. That, yeah. This the, only, this the only thing about when you're doing these interviews, and, and if you was on live, somebody would have told me right away. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. But um, that that it's a it's a it's a vegan it's a vegan store. It's a vegan um. It's like a, a, a Jamaican type spot. Yeah, I think I I think I've seen that place before. Is it on Slowsley? Damn, I see it's um I was just there, man. Uh and and, and um they sell everything in there too. Okay. Well just send me the hookup and and once I get this, because we got uh, one of the guys that his name is uh, Ed Potts. He's been he about 13, 14 months now. And, you know, the issues and the shit that I be having going on, it requires for me to smoke so I can stay sane. You know, I just lost a cousin, you know, you know, due to this Corona shit, you know, and she was 41, you know, young. You know, and and it just killed me because we just buried her mom's uh, February the 5th. And death is hitting my family like a motherfucker. And and it's just taking a toll. I don't think if I, if I wasn't smoking a cigarette, I, man, I probably lost my mind right now. But it's definitely time for me to quit these motherfuckers. And I just need to find a way. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good, brother. I'ma send still the uh I'ma send still the herbs to cleanse your lungs from this cigarette smoke. I'ma send him that right now. And okay. I'ma send him I'ma send him the um Dr. Staby's uh nutrition guide and um I'm gonna find out exactly where 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 the the location to where you can go to his grandson or his uh son's shop in LA. Man, I, I would appreciate it. Boy, you just yeah. saved my life. Shit. Oh, uh, for yeah, sure. Uh, 
Hey, look, man, and all you and all you gotta do from this point, once you get them herbs in you, bro, and change your diet, just start going to Runyon Canyon. Going to Runyon or wherever you want to work out at. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you'll meet so many like-minded people in that area. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because everything is right there. Like all the vegan shops and everything is right there. But I'm, I'm about to send him the herbs and um I, I, and, 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 um I'm gonna send him the herbs to help you cleanse your lungs from the smoke from cigarette smoking to kill him. It kills the urges. So I'm gonna okay. send you that. I'm gonna send you that. I'm gonna send you the um the list, the whole list of if you're gonna go alkaline because you're gonna have to alkaline your body to to reverse that right. diabetes and all that. Okay. So um so just a lot of stuff off my mind. Get you some sea moss. Um, I mean, I'm a phone call away too, bro. So yeah, I don't care what time it is. Just call me. I'm always give you. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna make sure you got. I'm gonna make sure he got your hookup. Okay, okay, you know what I'm saying. So, so you get you some sea moss. Uh, uh, you know that the sea moss give you uh 92 minerals out of the 102 mineral 94 or 92 minerals out of the 104 minerals your body need. Okay. So, so make sure you get the sea moss. That's very important, and um. That probably help kill, kill, kill them urges too. So the sea moss is a necessity for sure, and you want to build your immune system up to the to the fullest. So once right. you start once you start alkalizing your body, get you some alkaline water, and you know what I'm saying you're gonna just be eating fruits, vegetables, and grains for a minute. You know what I'm saying for a while, but right. you can wean yourself off of the if you eat beef, if you eat pork, throw all that out the window easy. You know what I'm saying. Because for me, I don't eat beef, pork, or seafood, or no dairy products. What's wrong with seafood? It, it got too much iodide in it. You see what I'm saying? So you don't want that shit in your bloodstream. No more damn fish, woman. I don't want it. Yeah. So, so you know what I'm saying? So once you, once you, you got to feel like, realize you got to cleanse yourself from the inside out. Right, right. Like, like your gray, gray hair start coming back black and everything, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Because it's restoring cells. A lot of your cells is being restored. That's well, cool. You see, you see how young JoJo look? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So at the end I, of the day. I, I, hold on, brother. I ain't going to ask your age because that your birthday, man. How old are you? I'm 44. Man, that's a blessing, man. Oh, well, shit. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm 55. Uh, Friday, yeah, I'm 55. I'll be 55, man, and I want to stay here because you know I got a, a three-year-old over here. I got to be here for exactly. Uh, and you this know what's crazy? Dude. This is the first interview I ever told my age home. <laughs> yeah, that's great. But, but you know what? Though, the thing is, though, brother, that's one thing we have. This black people, I've noticed these young people, man, mm -hmm. they act like getting old is like you know we in the grand scheme of things, ain't none of us old. It's just that we so used to losing people in their 20s, man, and, you know, 30s. So by the time you get to be a 30-year-old man in the um, African-American community, they calling you OG. Right. And that's what I've done. You know, I outlived one of my sons. I outlived my mother and my father. So to that degree, I've I done it. You know, it's uh, seven continents. I'm covering six. It's 195 countries. I'm over 147 and all the Indies. So 
I done lived life, bro. Like, however, if they wanted to play them Corona games, I'm at peace. You know what I'm saying? I'm at peace. You done been there. Like, you done yeah. been there. Yeah. So, so I know your phone going off, and, and you got a lot of shit you got going on, man. So we're going to let you go on and do your thing, your daily your daily things. Man, uh, I appreciate you listening to you. I was telling Norm how we have similar situations in life, but we handled them totally different in a different manner. But, man, we appreciate you, uh, JoJo Capone. And, man, we might have to do a part. Well, we're going to have to do a part two because I know a lot of people going to get a kick out of listening to what you got to say. And, For sure. And, uh, man, we appreciate you, man. Gangster Chronicles, appreciate you. So, man, you have a good day, a happy birthday, and hope to talk to you again, brother. Salute to Gangster Chronicles and both of y'all for having me, James and Steele. And uh, I'm sending him over those um, for you now. And I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the uh, address to the shop where you can go in and get everything you need. Man, if they open, I'm going right to them. I'm about okay. to call right now. And just, right to let the, and let, just to let the people out there know, JoJo does have a podcast coming to Digital Soapbox Network. The Grimy yeah. League podcast that'll be coming soon. This coronavirus actually has the shows held hostage right now, mm -hmm. so so we we should be getting those shortly. Um, but man, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, man, to hear sex, to, to hear wisdom. You know what I mean? We, we, which is, you know, which is rare in this day and age. Salute. So I'm I'm about to send it to y'all now. All right, so you have a good one. All right, y'all too. All right, peace. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.